Hey goddess, welcome back to the Goddess Frame of Mind, the only podcast dedicated to helping you raise your vibration so that you may live your best life for your highest and greatest good and harming none. I'm your host, Ari, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about core beliefs, aka the lies that we tell ourselves. So before we begin, I have a quick word from our sponsor, and then we're going to dive into part one of a two-part episode where we talk about core beliefs. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoy. Today's episode is brought to you by Arian Wright Studios and ArianWrights.com. ArianWrights.com is what I like to call the mothership. There you will find all of the Arian Wrights books, both paperback and ebooks, as well as Arian Wrights wearables you will not find anywhere else. Check out the recently launched Goddess Frame of Mind collection, and don't forget to sign up for the newsletter to find out when the next collection launches. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get back to today's episode. Alright, so today's episode is kind of like a 101 course on core beliefs, and then in the next episode i'm going to talk about what we can do to change those core beliefs so if you've ever seen inside out which my little sister so fittingly calls the feelings movie you may know this idea of core beliefs the things that hold us together the things that we're quote-unquote built on so to speak Core beliefs are the things that you hold true in your heart because you've been told them over and over and over again or you've been forced to believe them at some point in your life. Core beliefs can be anything like in order to be happy, you have to have a large family, which is not true, to... uh, believing in the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy, to thinking that you are stupid and you're not going to get anywhere in life. So, the really important thing to understand is that core beliefs can be changed. Core beliefs are a lot of the time not even true, and through a simple perspective shift, the same thought thought with a different spin on it, the same thought thought a different way, can actually accelerate your growth instead of inhibit it. And it's really interesting because we are mostly here through some kind of trauma. I don't know how many women are listening to this podcast who haven't been through some kind of something that, you know, tie us all together because that is the intention of this podcast is to not only learn together but heal together and i did lose my way a little bit at one point but here we are back at it drinking our coffee together sitting at the table hanging out having tea and biscuits or cookies and just snacks and hanging out 
vibing and healing together because we are not in this alone. The thing about it is that core beliefs kill people and core beliefs almost killed me. Um, Core beliefs almost took one of the lives of my really good friends, but thankfully did not. Core beliefs killed one of my cousins. Um, Core beliefs kill people. When you are believing the wrong things, when you believe toxic things, when you think that you don't have anywhere to go in terms of an upward trajectory. Core beliefs kill people. Core beliefs were the reason why I was taking handfuls and handfuls of acetaminophen every single day. And thank God I never took enough or didn't have access to the right substance to actually get to where I wanted to go. Because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I was just taking Tylenol or whatever. And yeah, it probably had some long-term effects on my health, but it wasn't like I was taking handfuls of like sleeping pills or antidepressants or anything that like actually kills people. <clears throat> the long-term effects of taking like non-steroidal anti-inflammatories are more so like, like uh, uh, chronic like organ stuff. So that's that's really good. Good job there. Um, Anyways, so changing your core beliefs is literally the basis of goddess mindset. Changing your core beliefs is literally why we are here. And I have never taken the time to sit down with you and tell you that. I've never taken the time to explain that that's why we are here. And it's really interesting that it comes up so deep into our time together. I've been doing this podcast for a little over two years now, and we're like at 55 episodes or something like that, and this is the first time that I've even said those words out loud, the core beliefs. So I thought it, I figured, I mean, shit, it's really important that we sit down and talk about this because those core beliefs make or break people those core beliefs set the standards into place of who we are and who we think we uh, need to present ourselves as one of the biggest core beliefs that i had about myself um, that i didn't even realize i had about myself that wasn't even necessarily preventing me from doing anything um, like that i like looking on it it's really i'm sitting here with no notes in front of me i'm probably gonna edit out my stutters but um i'm thinking about how to vocalize this coherently and thinking back it definitely did inhibit my growth quite a bit but i didn't realize that it was i thought that i was like super strong in my power and it was something that i wanted to be doing Um, One of the biggest core beliefs that I had was that I was a horror author. When I was in high school, I thought that definitively, like, I was doom and gloom, like, dark, gory, killing people and depressing shit. 
um, I thought that's who I was, that that is what I identified as, like, I am a horror author, and then when I met Pumpkin and got out of my abusive relationship and I was working on Finding New Haven, uh, which at the time was, like, under a completely different title even, I was halfway through with the book and I realized I couldn't keep writing the way that I had been writing the gory, like, intense scenes where the main character, her name is Harley Monroe, is fighting the zombies, because it's a, it's a zombie book. Um, I feel, <laughs> I'm explaining it to you like you know it, but um, you, uh, some of you probably don't. Um, you can check it out at the link um, to the boutique in the description box. All of my books are also on my website now, in addition to the wearables. Um, so in Finding New Haven, Harley Monroe has all these scenes where she's like, like shooting hordes of zombies and like just crazy action movie stuff. And when I met Pumpkin and I moved in with him and I separated myself from my crazy chaotic life and my abuser, I couldn't write that way anymore. Like I literally couldn't find it within myself to, I couldn't, I didn't even know what it was like to be in that headspace anymore. I just, I completely had moved to a different planet in my life and could not creatively relate to where I had been in the past. It was like I was two different people. And I had two options. I could either finish the book and figure out a different way to write it, or I could stop writing the book and move on. This is when I formulated my um, traditional start in the darkness and in the light storytelling style where <clears throat> most everything wraps up with some kind of like happy ending and growth and learning and elevating and um, graduating into a higher space of being. So Finding New Haven is actually separated into two parts, part one, the darkness, and part two, the light, because I literally wrote half of the book while I was in an abusive relationship and the other half while I was healing from it. And that one core belief of I am a horror author had to be completely shattered and rebuilt in order for me to continue forward with who I am, which is an author. Like, who I am, regardless of genre, is an author. And up until that point, I had always associated myself with the genre and not so much like the creative act of storytelling. And that is a core belief that I instilled within myself that, um, was partially because of the things I was going through. My ex-boyfriend, my abuser, was deep into the horror scene. He was a goth kid, he wore eyeliner, um, and I just, I thought that's who I was because I've always, like, been a little bit of a weirdo and kind of a black sheep, and so it was easy for me to take on this identity of a spooky kid as one of my core beliefs when it wasn't even necessarily like who who I am obviously because if I was a spooky kid I would have maintained my spookiness after breaking up with him and here we are 10 years later and my favorite color is pink and I can't watch horror movies not because of any kind of trauma but just because like it feels I'm so sorry to everybody out there who might be listening to this who does like horror movies but they feel like a waste of time to me now 
Um, I prefer comedies, <laughs> but to each their own. I just understand the psychology behind horror movies and the psychology behind comedy, and I feel like as a human being who needs to heal, it's just not in my best interest to watch movies built on pumping you full of adrenaline and making you have a uh, artificial fight or flight moment while you're sitting in a room. Um, comedy is much more healing and that's where I am right now. So some other core beliefs that were more damaging that I have unlearned um, <clears throat> is that I am un unintelligent. Um, my abuser had a really good way of keeping me down by making me feel unintelligent um, despite the fact that I had the superior grade point average. It was weird. Um, that I am ugly. I had to not look at myself in the mirror for about a year, like eight months to 12 months after I broke up with my abuser um, because he had instilled into me that I am ugly and it was really hard for me to unlearn that one even with pumpkin by my side like constantly telling me that I'm beautiful. Uh, fat and lazy. Fat and lazy was one that was really interesting because I never felt fat and lazy. Um, I've always enjoyed physical activity regardless of my size. And it was interesting because my abuser's mom was uh, morbidly obese. And for him to project that onto me was just telling of like where he was hurting um, because I have never been a lazy person in my entire life. Like that's not who I came to this planet as. And so <clears throat> fat and lazy has always been something that was like in the back of my mind, but I, I tried not to believe it even though yes, I did get winded walking upstairs. I was not a healthy weight and um, when you're on birth control pills, it actually makes your body think that you're pregnant and that's the magic of birth control. And so I was on birth control pills and at like a quote unquote pregnant weight of what I would be, like my body was at mama bear size for what I am and not, you know, regular size. So it, I was a exaggerated weight just because I was on birth control pills. And I did everything I could to continue, like I think that fat and lazy is actually what drove me to work out um, because it was, I was so at it, like no, I'm not fat. Like look at my beautiful mother, I'm not fat. Not a single soul in our family is fat until they're like, you know, little old pudgy ladies and they deserve it and even then they're not fat, they are curvy. And um, like I said, I got on birth control pills and there was actually a rumor started about me because I was on birth control pills my freshman year of high school and I hadn't been and so like I gained all this weight and then I would go to get everybody's food all at once at like McDonald's. I would just walk across the street with all my friends money and take like mass orders so I would come back with like giant massive amounts of food. And between the weight gain and me carrying back like like three people's worth of meals, it was just easy to start the rumor mill because I had been in this uh, relationship with this dude for over a year. And so um, between the rumor that I was pregnant, I was like, fucking no. And um, 
my ex-boyfriend, my abuser, telling me that I was fat and lazy, I had, you know, I had it in my mind that like, no, okay, I'm not fat and lazy. I am curvaceous, I'm plush, plush, I could be a plus size model. You know, I had really high standards about who I was in that suit, in that flesh suit. Um, so fat and lazy perpetuated me to feel like curvaceous and plush and um, there was one day I was working and my abuser had quote-unquote fallen asleep and didn't pick me up from work and so I waited, I waited around for like 10 minutes and I was like, okay, fuck this, I can't get a hold of you, I'm done. And I started walking and I just called Pumpkin because um, we were like, you know, friends at the time. He knew that I was trying to get out of the situation. We were kind of like a, a flirty friend stage. Um, and I called him and I walked about halfway to my parents' house. Um, and then my abuser picked me up and he was fuming. And the thing is about that is I made it about halfway and it was like 10 miles. Or it was like not a normal walkable distance. And I could, I could never forget how mad my abuser was. And it it's like, bro, are you mad because you fell asleep when you were supposed to pick me up? Are you mad that I didn't hang out at the freaking gas station for over an hour while I waited for you to, like, wake up and call me? My parents were working, so they couldn't come pick me up, and I was like, nah, it's fine. I think it was more that he was mad that I had walked that far because it literally had proven to him that the fat and lazy belief was a complete fabrication. The thing is about the fat and lazy belief is that when I got sick and I lost all that weight and I stopped taking birth control and my body leveled back out to who I am without mama bear superpowers, I had a really hard time learning how to love myself without that weight. And it's a really interesting example of how a core belief, like a core belief somebody was else was trying to instill in me, instilled a different core belief, and then it was actually really hard to rebound when, oh, all of a sudden it's not true. I'm not thick and plush and curvy anymore. I'm actually thin as a rail, my bones are sticking out everywhere, like I have a flat chest, you can see all of my every- ugh, it was- it was so painful, I was sick and- and the worst part about being sick and skinny and gaunt was that everybody was telling me how great I looked and they wished that they could be thin like me and it just hurt because I was in so much pain, like my knees couldn't- I couldn't lay in bed at night without a pillow between my legs because my knees touching hurt because it was literally like bone on bone when my knees would- like as close to bone on bone as you could get without being in a hospital like I was not I was like a hundred pounds it was gross um and so yeah refiguring out that I need to love myself regardless of size was crazy but I did it and here I am you know years and years later doing great and being able to teach you how to do it the biggest core belief that I have been relearning and reprogramming within myself is my self-worth. When I started this podcast, it was because I had just recently figured out how to handle my issues with self-worth and had just recently figured out that I still felt unworthy of the things that I had, that I was picking fights with Pumpkin because I didn't feel worthy of a stable, healthy relationship, that I was, you know, spending all my money or calling myself poor. I had this core belief that I was poor and you're not supposed to use those words 
words. Broke, broke is fine. Broke means that you need need fixing. Poor is is not something that you should ever call yourself. Broke is fine. Broke can broke can be fixed, but I had this core belief that I was poor and that I was not worthy of the wealth that I had so desired. Now here I am in a financially stable situation. I am happy in my relationship and I have been stable. I have been functional. I haven't been picking fights. I've been able to just like stay level-headed and you know, breathe through the anxiety that would cause me to pick traumatic, dramatic, toxic, gross, you know, fights that would last for hours and hours and hours. This episode has gone on for about 10 minutes longer than I thought it would, which is so awesome. Um, In the next episode, I want to teach you how to reprogram your core beliefs because I did not even stop to consider the fact that we have not had this conversation yet and it is so very important to be able to reprogram those core beliefs. Like I said, reprogramming my core beliefs is the only reason why I am sitting here talking to you right now. If I had not been able to reprogram my core beliefs 10 years ago, even 5 years ago, more recently even 3 years ago, I would be miserable, I would be just, I can't even think about the place that I would be if I hadn't been able to reprogram my core beliefs and I want to help you do it too because you deserve to live your best life for your highest and greatest good goddess, that is why we are here. So in two weeks time, we will be back here discussing how to reprogram those core beliefs and in the meantime, I want you to sit down and take a step back and think about the things that you think about yourself. Do you think that you are perfect and beautiful and worthy of being successful or are there some things in there that deserve to be detoxed from your soul? Do you have some of those, I'm stupid, I am worthless, I'm fat, I am ugly in there? We're going to take care of that together. We're going to detox that out of your brain so that you can live the life that you desire because you deserve it, goddess. And that is why I'm here for you. If you did not know, I am a certified mindset coach and I actually do not have a coaching course to sell you. What I do with my coaching is this podcast. So, the best thing you can do is just join the forum so we can have a discussion and every couple of weeks there's a new forum discussion topic so please go join that forum in the first link in the description of this show subscribe follow this show so that you never miss an episode because you deserve the tools the resources to help you elevate into your true goddess mindset for your highest and greatest good and harming none all right goddess i love you so much i hope you have a great day and i will see you here in two weeks until next time may peace love light and happiness always be with you Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Goddess Frame of Mind. As a token of my appreciation, I would like to personally invite you to join the Aryan Rights Forum. I have built a decentralized place for us to hang out, free from the typical social media overlords, and I would love to keep talking with you about today's episode now that you're done listening. Head over to arianrights.com slash forum. That's E-I-R-I-A-N-W-R-I-T-E-S dot com backslash F-O-R-U-M so that you can chat and congregate with the other goddesses in our tribe.
I hope to see you there.